Welcome to The Coat Hanger on 2SER 107.3 FM. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. The Coat Hanger is a show and podcast where we tackle women's footy with the Sydney view. Our host Fiona Lamb is out this week with general soreness, but fear not, as with all good footy teams, everyone has a role to play. So I'm stepping into the host role and we're also having a new panellist with us, but I'll let her introduce herself in just a bit. But I'm Loz and I'm uh, in the Sutherland Shire, which is Daryl country. Oh, thanks for having me, Lauren. It's um, it's interesting. My name's Christy Williams. Um, for those who don't know, and I do commentate on Morph Radio, um, with Peter Holden with Coach Kiwi, of course, one of our very own. But I mean, all good footy teams, as you would know, back in the the old Swarful days, that we picked people up at the, you know, picked recruits up at the pub in Zanzibar because they looked tall. And you just look when you when it comes to women's footy, tough luck with the general soreness, but up we step and. <laughs> That's right. Availability well, and have a go. Availability gets you a gig, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. And look, if you're tall, even better. I don't I don't have that and I don't think you have it either, but we're available and here we are on Brownlow Night. <laughs> That's all right. All right, so let's go through what we've got on actually, I'm gonna stop there. You can edit this if you need fee. Um Christy, I might have missed it. Did you say what country you're broadcasting? No, I didn't. Sorry. Maybe just do Maybe briefly do your intro again, and I'm sure Fee can. Sorry, Fee, she can cut that yeah. bit. Yeah. So nice to nice to be on here. I'm Christy Worms. I'm out of my usual home, but I'm here in the beautiful beautiful Blue Mountains on Dari Country, um, and happy to be here. We're certainly very happy to uh, have you on board as well. And I should mention, whilst Fee's out with general soreness. Uh, Coach Kiwi is also out as well, but it appears the selection panel of if uh, have hidden her. Um, you know, could be foxing in grand final week. No reason given. So you know, well, we were up. calling yesterday, so obviously it was a bit. I was a bit much to handle. Well, it could, be a, could be a later mission. Could be a later. <laughs> All right, but let's get into what we've got for round five of the show uh, for AFLW season eight. And we'll go over the Giants match, the Swans match, of course, leading goal kickers. We might have a look at some other stats tables. We've got a few topics we can hopefully find some time for. We'll go over the tipping uh, competition. Probably won't spend too much time on that because I'm pretty sure uh, tonight's host might be down towards the bottom. And, of course, we'll have a look ahead to next week. But let's first go back to the Giants game. Now, unfortunately, Christy, a bit of a familiar... Uh, thing for the Giants. It wasn't a great scoreline, was it? It was 5-7-37 Giants to the Crows, 16-10-106. And, yeah, really disappointing for, for Giants fans, for footy fans. I mean, no no footy fan wants to see a scoreline like that. And sometimes scorelines aren't representative, of course, as we all know, of, you know, it can be flattering or it can be, you know, a little bit harsh. But in this case, unfortunately, the Giants did get what they deserved for want of a better term. Um, and it, it's sad for footy fans in particular that we're – are we up to season seven now, season eight? Um, so, you know, that, that kind of result, you know, you might have gone, that's okay, we're, you know, developing, we're a new club, we're not a – you know, we don't have the players that the Crows have. 
because let's be honest, that Crows team hasn't changed. It changed a whole oh, lot the, since the, the start. And the fact that it's happening now. Yeah. yeah, you're right. So that that's what's disappointing, of course, is is that it's happening now. Yeah, it's it's still sort of happening these buyouts in season eight, and you know it's not yeah. not a blowout that's happening to uh, an expansion side or anything like exactly. that. Exactly, it's obviously disappointing. Yeah, exactly. You know, we spoke about um, stats before we came, you know, on air to start this podcast, and look, the Giants were relatively close for probably even a lot of the first half. But yep. um, in particular, probably halfway through that third quarter was where the Crows just sort of started to edge away and then they um, they really kicked away. Yeah. I mean, six goals in that last quarter. And 16-10, that's very accurate. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, for an AFLW uh, side, that's, that's brilliant. But the the one thing that we've noticed over the you know, this the start of this season in particular is that that fall away, that blue-collar style they've always played is is great and it's fun to watch because, you know, they do rip in, but then it's all of a sudden something, a button gets pressed, unfortunately, and we've seen always it all through the season and it? it just goes off a cliff and it's 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 really disappointing um, to have someone like Elise Park, we talk about stats, you could, I mean, she you, even on one leg, um, she was very sore very proper when she came up late last week and it, it's you almost feel bad that it's it feels like it's in the hands of too few because I know um, all, footy, all footy fans players but you know coach Kelly in particular talk about the gap between your best and your worst player that's that's where you know the gap between Melbourne's best and worst player for example isn't you know isn't large but unfortunately for the Giants that the real that's the reality of where we're that's seeing right now you know, we spoke again, and you mentioned Elise Parker. Um, you know, thirty-one disposals. Uh, you know, uh, incredible. Yeah, incredible. But it's the same names again, isn't it? Nicola Barr, twenty-three disposals. Vic yep. Beeson, twenty-two. So great to see her. You know, after having such a long layout, getting some really good games in. Um, and then you know she's been in great form, Beck. She's oh, been. I've really. Absolutely. She's fun. She's so beautiful to watch, isn't she? Like she's. Right. But she has been in really good form the last few weeks. I've loved watching that. Yeah, but pleasing to see is the next three in terms of possessions. And possessions isn't everything. But you've got Zali Goldsworthy, Tani Evans, Emily P. So so there are some good signs there. But yeah, it's um it. I guess quite often it seems to be the same ones at the top. But then you have a look at Adelaide, and you know Ebony Marinoff with. 40 disposals and eight tackles. Like And she and the thing about Eb. Oh, the thing about Eb as well. Like played played I've known her since she was maybe 14 or 15 and she's the same person which as she's always been, which is a, a wonderful asset to have. But the thing that's developed really well about her game and you could really see because Monica's a huge oval. Like having played cricket and footy on her is massive. Like it's a it's a big oval. It's a bit like Blacktown, Henson. Um a lot of running, but what what really hurt uh, the Giants about Noffy was her kicking. She's really clean. She's really picked that up as she's got. She's still a young. She's still a youngster, really, and that's what hurt them so much. Was Alice Parker? There's so much resting on so few shoulders that there's only so much you know she can do, and that's where Noffy just absolutely can't. Yeah. I think of those forty possessions. It might have been like thirty kicks or something, and she was so good with them. And on a big ground. You can't you can't put it in the hands of, of two few players, can you? You mentioned Noffy's efficiency before. That's a bit of a that's that that is something that 
has let the giants down. But yeah, for sure. Like, and you got to. We talk all the time about taking opportunities. So I think yeah. you know, you, you become more efficient. You end up getting the ball more. There's less pressure on your teammates. It's, yeah. To improve the scoreline. Hey, it's Elise Parker here, and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. But anyway, let's move along to the the next game. We're going to have a look at uh, Sydney versus West Coast. The uh, the Swans fared much better than than uh, the Giants did. Certainly did. Uh, I tell you what, they've had a, a good start to to their season. Yeah, uh, they were five four thirty four. So, geez, I tell you what, we talked about accuracy for the Crows, <laughs> the Eagles. Two nine twenty one. So the Eagles had what's that? Eleven scoring shots. Yeah. And they lost. If you're having more scoring shots and losing, geez, you got a bit of work to do, don't you? And I, I tell you what, though, one of those goals. So we called it um on Wharf Radio yesterday from the Henson Park Grandstand. Of course, Henson, uh, just under five thousand people, I think. Henson heaving as always. I really wish I was on the hill with a. Kiwi and I kept looking at the pizzas going past and the beers going past. Oh. <laughs> but um, the, one of those goals, Emma Swanson's goal, was one of the best, better goals you will it's probably see this season. And, like, it was – we were just like oh, – you kind of almost forgot to talk. It was like, what just happened? Yeah. It was inc- – and Chloe Malloy had a contender, but, no, she won't get anywhere near it after uh, Emma Swanson's goal. But – I think the scoreline did flatter the Eagles a little bit. I thought the Swans were really, really good. They just, they're really lacking as GWS has done going forward. Beck Privatelli hasn't, hasn't quite hit those heights, um, you know, adopted, you know, we've adopted Sydney side now to us, I guess, Beck has so much talent, but they're really lacking that like GWS are that, you know, um, really trusty person forward and, but they're able to overcome it. Yeah, that's right. But you mentioned Chloe Malloy kicked a good goal. Oh, Obviously, she could kick goals when she was at, at Collingwood, but she's been her, her first month of footy for the Swans has been oh. very consistent. I think it's probably been yeah. her best month of footy. She's kicking goals. She's yeah, playing tackle. She's I think playing more midfield. It would be interesting to see her minutes. Definitely, yeah. And she's obviously wherever she is, she's a, a key presence on the field. Um, Ellie Morfitt's probably the best ruck in the competition oh. at the time. So. Oh. So much oh, up. They're going. Him. Not just this year, but you compare it to their first season in the comp. They're, they're, well, we, they're you always can't. You always can't. You're a different side. You know, they, they've come along in, in leaps and bounds. Um, But even West Coast, you know, they were inaccurate, but I saw improvements in them as well. You know? Well, yeah, absolutely. After the Gold Coast, and we talked before we came to air about Jamie Stanton's six goals, I believe. That we were watching just as we we're preparing to commentate the Cats and Swans at North Sydney Oval. I've been watching the West Coast Gold Coast game, and I use the term, and you really hate using it in sports media as a journalist. But witches' hats, the West Coast just looked like they had given up, and I know they hadn't. But that's they. they it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. Perception, but they didn't give up in this game. No, they didn't. But I'm just having a look at some things now. And uh, from that Swans Eagles game, Ali Morfitt as a ruck for the Swans it says game high in meters gained three hundred and twenty four. A ruck is getting your game high in meters gained. That's that's impressive. Like that's she's doing very well. Oh, it was in clear. It was inc- and it was incredible. Um, what did she have? She had uh, you know, maybe 10, 10 clearances. Maybe I think yeah, ten clearances. Yeah, ten clearances. Possessions. 
Like she's just playing, yeah, just playing, you know. The, so the well, thing I, as well that was so, and she's a, of my former alma mater, Belle Conan, who produced a number of grade A for W players. Um, the thing that was, she, and so those stats as well, she probably didn't really touch it after three-quarter time. So that's almost like a, and not that she wasn't having an influence, she absolutely no, was, but, but those mean, stats are essentially three-quarters. Yeah, it's not bad for a three-quarter effort. In the, the, yeah, the thing that was really impressive though, off like watching it off the ball and obviously watching AFL Live is so much better, um, both from an enjoyment perspective but also to see those patterns is Chloe... Um, Chloe Malloy and, and Ali were really leading um, the physicality. It was a really physical game, really um, uh, like you don't often see it with female footy, like lots of off the ball, most of it legal, some of it not. And Ali Morfitt, it's, you know, I think she a lot of. She's body well this year, isn't she? And oh, in getting more. And what a body too for might sound a little bit creepy, but she's such an incredible athlete. And oh. compared to last year, she looks fitter, she looks leaner. Not that yeah. she looks nothing wrong last year, but she just looks no. she's done a lot of work and, and looks really fit and firing and, and ready to go. She's covering the ground too. Like you yeah. saw and it's, it's a number of those clearances, like getting it out of get you off know, felt bad for the West Coast sometimes, but her getting it out of the ruck either getting the clearance or a wonderful one to start the fourth quarter where she went palmed straight down to Malloy. Malloy kicked it straight into, might have been Bella Smith, can't remember. But it was like the way she covers the ground, as soon as she was tapping it, she was bang forward or bang back, Ali Morfitt, and she was covering it just just so well. I haven't actually, I can't sure I can recall a game where a ruck has had such an influence in the AFLW. I honestly, no, I honestly it- can't. It was It was that good. She'd be the best ruck in the comp at the moment, and what are we almost halfway through? Um, let's have yeah. a look uh, at goal kickers. So the leading goal kicker table, Jamie Stanton still on top with 12. Yeah. Uh, you've got Kate Hall from the Ds and Chloe Shear in equal second, both on 10. Then you've got a, what have we got, a three-way tie for fourth with Dakota yeah. Davidson uh, from the Lions, Jacqueline Parry from the Cats, and Eden Zanker all on eight. And then you've got uh, all on seven. So what is that? Sorry. Yeah, all on seven and tied for seventh. Alyssa Bannon from the Dees, Tara Bohana from the Gold Coast, Caitlin Gould from Crows, Talia Randall from North, and Bonnie Toogood from the Bombers. So, and I go back up to Jamie Stanton, you know, she's on 12. So, you know, all that <laughs> in, averaging three goals a, a game, it's a pleasing thing. There, there seems to be, I would say anecdotally, I know we're looking at yeah. some, but anecdotally it does feel like there's more goals being kicked. And unfortunately for the team, yeah. some of these lopsided results, they can definitely see there's more goals being kicked. But um, yeah. it's good to see some different names in there, you know, Jamie Stanton, uh, Jacqueline Parry, Alyssa Bannon, um, you know, a bit of a, uh, not quite a change in the guard. smaller. A small a, a, a renaissance of the mosquito fleet. <laughs> yeah, it shows the growth of the comp that there's some other names, you know, getting in there. Yeah. Just, you know, relying on uh, relying on the same old old crowd. This is Maddie Collier and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. Um, now, before we get on to some of those other topics, what I thought we might do is, now Coach Kiwi normally does this, so I hope I do her justice. 
But let's have a look at the, uh, you know, the coat hanger footy tipping comp. And, <laughs> uh, look, I'm going to give you the red hot tip. There's a pretty good chance that I'll be somewhere down near the bottom. But let's look at the positives. Oh. And let's let's talk about who's on top now. So uh, we'll, we'll just have a look at that, as I said. And the other hot tip, but apart from who's on top, the other thing is how do the regular hosts and co-hosts go? And uh, am I in front of my mum, which is generally a no. So let's have a look at who's on top. We need some sound effect drum roll. Okay, we've got Christopher <laughs> on top. Uh, he tipped seven in round four. He's equal top, I should say, on 31 with Rachel H, who got eight this round. Oh. Uh, and, then, and then in third place we got, I think it might be Donnie Hess, uh, seven the round just been, and uh, he's on 30. Let's have a scroll down, see if we can find Fee Lamb. After joining the comp late, <laughs> she's in 10th spot on 28. She tipped seven. Uh, some other notable mentions. Tracy Kick is on uh, 11. She's equal with Fee actually on 28. Uh, going down the list, looks like Peter Holden there's on 27. Uh, Susan H, that would be uh, Susan from Briar Hill. My mum, she's on 26. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah, I haven't got my last coat. Oh, Lozatron is on 29. Sorry, 29. In 29 with 23 tips. (laughs) And I'm just having a look here. I'm trying to find where Coach Kiwi is. I must have. uh... Is she too far far down the ladder? That's unlucky. Nah, there's got to be some here, somewhere here. I can't quite – maybe I'm scrolling so – there's not many things I do fast. Maybe I've scrolled so fast that uh, I've skipped it. But she, I know she was ahead of me for quite some time, so I can't quite see what she is there. But I'm just going to assume that she uh, she is in front because I'm I'm normally not up there. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to have it pretty close up the top. But, uh, yeah, so now we've sort of – I guess we've, you know, looked at the Giants, looked at the Swans. Um, there were some other blowouts. We'll just quickly mm. – some of those, I mean, how good are the D's going? Like, no, I know Hawthorne's a developing side, but you know, uh, it's not enough. They've got some strong players, Hawthorne, and right. they've got a premiership coach, of course. You know? So, I mean, you mentioned Kate Hall, she her leadership, how, like her game's gone to another level, is oh, incredible, isn't it? And you're following in the steps of, I'd say, outside of Debbie Lee, maybe the. the maybe the biggest influence in women's footies history, Daisy Pierce, and and a premiership. And she's stepped in like like she owns the joint and that she's been doing it her whole life. And and her game that some leaders can't balance in any sport. You know, sometimes the game suffers because you're thinking about other people, but her game. Oh yeah, that's, that's certainly right. <laughs> but I, look, I just wanted to mention that because the D's are fine and a fifty nine point win. I'm Catherine Smith and you're listening to the coat hanger. But before we look ahead to the next round, just quickly, um, what are the hot topics you you know want to mention for this week before we preview uh, the round five games for the Swans and Giants? I guess that what a few people have been talking about on social media, of course, it's um, big big night tonight, the Brownlow, and a big week. We've got AFL Grand Final, but of course, we've got an AFLW season, and you know the, the traditional Saturday afternoon. Um, Game time slot remains for Melbourne, um, but also the, for those in Melbourne and only those in Melbourne and not the rest of us in Australia, which is a lot of people, there's a grand final 
uh, a public holiday for the grand final, of course, on Friday. They're not floating down the Yarra this time, which is the best decision they've probably ever made. But then, and what's, what has been great is they moved, um, they've got a game at one, 11 o'clock um, at Punt Road, of course, just a stone's throw away from the MCG, Collingwood Essendon, that'll be a cracker. Brilliant. They moved it across from um, the Magpies ground because the Magpies wanted to use it as a live site. Brilliant idea. But then, and that's great. Imagine all the, the hubbub, there'll be more people at the AFLW, people who didn't know about it will pop in and that's who we want to pop in, of course. But then you look at Friday when the rest of us will be slogging away, um, certainly us up in Sydney where there's a very big following um, of footy fans is there's a one o'clock game on Friday, then a four, the Swans are playing at four o'clock at Icon in uh, Carlton. And then there's a 7.15 and a 9.15 game. And it's just, I mean, do we want, I mean, do we want these do we want people to watch? Do we want broadcast? You know, we need broadcast money to, to help grow the game. And I'd love to, you know, I probably will be, but I, I you know, what what are we what are we thinking? Like a Swans yeah. a Swans yeah. game in particular. Come yeah. on. Four Not o'clock. I mean, I know they're limited, but um surely we've we've got to do better than than that, I think. It's um, you know, look, obviously things aren't gonna change now, but you know, during finals, if this is the scheduling of the season, they've got to have a, a think of these issues. But yeah, we, of course. Well, that's right. But I'm Lisa Steen, and you're listening to the Coat Hanger. Moving ahead, let's preview the uh, the Swans and the Giants games. Just to make sure we get those in. Swans play Blues. You mentioned uh, that's on the Friday, four pm at uh, yeah. Oval. So Princess Park. Um, how do you think the Swans are going to go there? That's a huge game, isn't it? I'm excited to see how um, they can absolutely – they'll be the underdogs, but they can absolutely – Carlton have been up and down. Yes, they might be at home, but I don't think that'll worry this younger Swan side. They're playing pretty fearless footy, the Swans. I think they can I think they can get up, and I'm really backing them in to, to launch a bit of a, a surprise attack, I think. What do you think? Well, I'm also – I'm doing my tips as we speak because then I have actually done them and – I won't change. My <laughs> Don't forget. I won't, I won't tip something here and then something different online. But yeah, I'm going to tip the Swans as well. The Giants, um, they oh, meet. No. That's on Sunday at Arden Street Oval at one pm. Um, oh dear. A bit of a tougher ask. Was oh think dear. I'm tipping the Swans, and I think they're going to be competitive. I'm, North have consistently been a strong side. I think it's going to be a tough one for them. Yeah, I, I think in particular the way that we talked about both against the Tigers, who are a tough tough side, but certainly not world beaters, and um, against Adelaide, who are, are world beaters, but the way that they've been completely fallen away um, in, in basically from the last halfway through the third quarter and the north, I mean, Talia Randall's been switched forward. She's playing really well. This could get big and messy, if the same thing happens, the North are the kind of team, if they get on a run, like just like the Crows, they won't be stopped, will they? It could – I really hope it's not, but there will always be, as a player in the back of your mind, you go, oh, no, not again, when you start to fall away, isn't it, as well? And that's, that's well, the – You learn I, I'm worried. Be, but it's hard to forget how to lose something. Yeah. 
We'll go quickly through the other games. I'll just get a, a one word, uh, you know, a one word tip: cats or demons? <laughs> Cracker, demons. Rick, uh, I should say tigers or dockers. Another cracker. I think the Tigers will win that one. Bulldogs and Saints? Both under fire. Let's go Saints. Eagles and Power? Look, Eagles are at home, but the Power, they've lost a, another ACL, unfortunately, in Dutahu, but my Power girls, I think they can I think they can get it done over there in Perth. I'm, I'm, I think I'm with you on all of these ones. Magpies <laughs> Bombers. I'm going for this the is a... I think Collingwood are playing... They are. They're playing terribly. And this is a cracker game. It's sh- this is should be a blockbuster game. But Essendon are playing playing well, aren't they? Twenty two good, doing well. Let's let's back them to get it done. Uh, Hawks and Lions. Again, Lions. That could get messy too. And last game of the round, Crows and the Suns. Yeah, and Crows at Crows in Adelaide. It's almost unbeatable, to be honest. Alrighty, well. <laughs> Yes, it's. I think there'll be some mixed mixed results in here, some potentially close games and maybe some not so close. But look, mm. there. Uh, this has been round four of the Coat Hanger uh, footy radio show for AFLW Season 8. Don't forget to catch the full version of this show in our podcast with extra content in the fifth quarter wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to catch us on our socials. We are uh, Coat Hanger Footy on Twitter, Insta, Facebook and Threads. And, uh, yeah, please give us a like, rate, and review us. And, hey, you know what? A five-star rating would be most welcome. It's the best way to help people find us. And, as always, for the best harbour views in women's footy, tune in to The Coat Hanger. (laughs) 